This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. No, no, no update this morning. And the same thing with the injuries, trying to stay away from the updates at this point, and then we'll just do the availability report. But nothing, nothing update there. Uh, Dave Biddle, uh, 24-7 Sports. Hi, Ryan. I want to ask you about your running game. Defenses are, of course, stacking the box against you guys, especially the last three weeks. Um, mm-hmm. Does something need to improve with the offensive line and the running backs, or is it kind of like we're doing as well as we can considering? No, 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 I don't, I don't think that's the case. I think we all need to do better. Absolutely, yeah. Um, you know, going back and watching the film, you know, we, we gotta we gotta block better, we gotta run better. Um, you know, we gotta try to do a better job equating numbers, you know, all of the above, because um, you know, certainly in games where they know you're gonna run it, you have to come up with with answers. But but um, but just moving forward in general, you know, we know we can do a better job, and so uh, we'll get back to work this week and get after it. Third row left, Dan Hope, eleven Morgan. Ryan, I mean, obviously, you guys played in bad weather last year at Michigan. You played in bad weather. Saturday, just, are there issues that you think are popping up that are consistent with playing cold weather that this team needs to get better at? I, I think last week was just um, one of the most unique things I've ever been around. You know, just in, I think someone said at one point there was an 80 mile an hour wind gust in the area. You know, like it was just very strange. So, um, you know, if if we play in a game like that again, you know, I think we would probably maybe try to you know run the quarterback a little bit more. Um, 
you know, a little bit earlier, but uh, that comes with risks as well. So, um, no, I mean, I think uh, there's there's bad weather and then there's extreme weather, and I thought that was, you know, pretty extreme on Saturday. Uh, fourth row right, Spencer Holbrook, Leonard Monroe. Ryan, when you talk about the advantages and disadvantages of running with CJ, is it just as simple as now that it's on film, it's something that the defenses have to account for? And is that just as simple as that, or do you want to see that a little more become a part of your offense? Well, I, I think CJ, um, you know, uh, embraced it, and you can see what he can do. Uh, and I think it's, it can be a weapon for us moving forward. So, um, you know, maybe we, we found a little something there, but that has pluses and minuses as well. Um, but at the end of the day, our running back's got to run. And, uh, you know, our line's got to block, and tight end's got to block. Uh, receiver's got to be a part of it, you know, whether it's the perimeter run game with the bubbles and things like that or coming down to block safeties. I mean, there's everyone's got to be involved in this, and you know, we all just got to execute it better. On the offensive line, obviously you have the same starting lineup the entire. Have you guys thought about maybe switching some things up? And if guys like Josh Fire and Enos Lamont, he showed you some things that maybe deserve a chance. I, you know, I, I thought Josh, uh, when you came in, played well. Um, you know, having the six defense or uh, sixth offensive lineman in the game is is something that uh, we don't do a lot of. But when we've we've done it, it's it's been solid for us. And I think his play has been better. I think he's gotten better. I think he's, uh, you know, when you come back after that ACL, it takes a while to really not just be healthy, but to get to the level of play you were before. I think uh, he's getting to that point. I don't know if he's quite there yet, but he's, he's getting there and had some good snaps on Saturday. Uh, but we're always looking at that. I mean, if there's a better, um, you know, guy or two that we can put on the field, we'll do that. Um, you know, right now we feel like we're playing the best five. Yeah, no, I mean, he's, he's out there practicing every day. Um, but, but right now we feel like we're playing the best five. Coach, you obviously you you want to be you've talked about this in the past. You want to be perfect, uh, in, in, but you look at the landscape of college football and what happened this past weekend. Uh, is it important not to lose sight though that it's important to win that these games? You know, I mean, even if it's an ugly win, it's still a win. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it's. You play nine conference games, and, and then our, our tenth was Notre Dame, and so that's ten conference games, and you got to bring it every week. And um, it's not like you, know, you can show up and just throw your helmets out there. It doesn't work that way. And when you have different situations, you know, you put yourself at risk, and that's something that we brought up all along. Uh, we know that that's the case, and so we have to just keep finding ways to win. And uh, I, I think that's very important to recognize that um, if you keep winning, you're going to keep moving on. So, you know, style points or no style points, win. That being said, when you look at the film, are we playing really clean football in all areas? Are we, you know, getting better every week? Those are the things we're going to focus on, and uh, that's what we'll get back to work today. And uh, we'll have a meeting here at 2.30, identify the things we're going to get better at and have a good week of practice and go play Indiana. I mean, that's what we say around here is we live it every day, you know, working at it every day of the year. And, um, you know, we have to focus on, on beating Indiana this week. But, um, but the way that we approach it is we're working on that game every day of the year. Right behind him, Adam King, WBMS. You've talked about toughness and physicality all offseason, all you know, every week. Now with that game, you know, just a couple weeks away, do you 
feel like your guys are where they need to be toughness-wise? I think we've definitely shown it. I think you, you can see that our guys have played physical. Um, and, you know, that's that's something that we've taken a lot of pride in this year. You know, you can see what we've done this season. Um, but, again, it's it's something that is you can't just say, oh, you know, all of a sudden you're playing, you know, efficient football. You're playing tough football. You're playing clean football. You're doing this. You're doing that. And all of a sudden it's just going to happen again the next week. You just got to keep bringing it every week. And then at the end of the year you'll look back on the body of work and then you can start identifying the things you've done well. But I think that um, throughout the year, um, you know, I think if you've seen some of the teams we played and talked to the teams we played, you, you've you've recognized how hard, how tough we played. And again, the, the three things that we focused on is toughness, discipline, and skill. How do you coach toughness? How does, like, what goes into that in practice? Well, it's just the way of life. You know, it's the way that you wake up in the morning. It's the way you um, you meet. It's the way you practice. It's it's everything. You know, and it's not just the physicality. It's the mental approach. It's uh, being able to bring it every day in practice, but part of its physicality as well. You know, there's there's a lot to that. Uh, deep back row, Jeremy Birmingham, rivals. Ryan, um, obviously the the last month of the recruiting cycle is always crazy. Seems like this year seems to be setting up for something even more chaotic around the country. Yep. Um, obviously, knowing you can't speak to specific recruits, but what are you guys doing just as a staff to kind of prepare for what looks to be a pretty tumultuous uh, few weeks ahead? Well, we can keep winning because that, you know, plays into it big time. You know, I think that all the recruits want to see, you know, um, how well you're playing on Saturday and what you said in recruiting is actually happening. I think a big part of that is on defense. Some of the things that we've talked to recruits about on the defensive side, you know, they had to see it uh, with their own eyes. And I think that they're doing that. So, um, you know, we have our weekly calls and we touch in with touch base with guys, but um, you know, a big part of this is finishing the season strong and making sure that, you know, they see where we're at as a program. Because as you project out, you know, in college football, you want to make sure that you're part of a program that's winning and that has a lot of stability. And, and that's something that we sell a lot. How much more of an onus does that put on you guys to make sure you recruit the players that fit what you are looking for culture-wise? Oh, that's everything right now. Well, you know, I guess I could say more than ever, but I'm sure, you know, it's it's been like this for, for you know, 30 years here. But you have to make sure that, you're recruiting great people. I just, with the way that things have changed with the transfer portal, with, with NIL, um, a culture fit is, is critically important um, because not every day is going to be perfect and you want to have guys that want to be Buckeyes for the right reasons and they're going to work through adversity and tough times. And um, and so, yeah, I mean, that's a big part of the recruiting process. Orville Miller, Tony German, Buckeye Huddle. Right, regarding that toughness, the last two weeks, Penn State, Northwestern, is that testimony over theory right now? Yeah, I mean, when you look at the way that we played in, in that Penn State game in the fourth quarter, um, I mean, I just, I, I you know, I can't say enough about the toughness of our team and just, I guess it was, a, what, 28-3 to three at one point in the fourth quarter, winning games in the fourth quarter. And that's, to me, what, what it's all about. And, you know, I think the way that our defensive line found a way to win that game, you know, just being physical up front, tackling, um, you know, holding them to seven points, finding a way on offense to score and moving on. Um, and I think, again, that's that's something that we take a lot of pride in. It's got to continue to build as we go into November, you know, is that we want to have that as a badge of honor. Does that give you confidence moving forward, or how, how do you view it right now? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. I mean, you know, I think our guys are very confident right now. Um, you know, there's not too many teams that are undefeated across the country and have won games in the fourth quarter like we have. You know, I think our guys believe that they can get the game into the fourth quarter and win the game in the fourth quarter. 
Um, you've seen seen us do that in big games here. You know, I think probably you know in the Rose Bowl you saw that 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 happened. You saw it in the Notre Dame game. You saw it in the Penn State game, and and that's a big part of being tough is winning the game in the fourth quarter. Um, so, again, is everything perfect? No, it never is. It's a journey. It's a process. Um, you know, you're constantly challenging guys to get better in certain areas, um, but but you're seeing a lot of great things out there. Right next door, Matt Murphy, 24-7 Sports. Ryan, you mentioned you know, if he did it again, you might run CJ a little bit more, but we saw Emeka carry the ball twice, obviously the touchdown. We've seen a few of those this year, yep. for not just him. How much can you guys be creative in the run game if the traditional run game, for whatever reason, isn't working on that given day? Yeah, I mean that's that's where a lot of those big plays came from was was some of those uh, those type of plays. You know, when, when you when you go sideways, you run the risk of having negative plays. We had a couple that did happen that way, and when you're in a a game like that and you're you're second and fourteen, that's not a good place to be in with you know that that type of environment. So I mean, we tried to stay on schedule, um, and we we did try to throw the ball too. You know, we felt like we wanted at least try to to throw the ball, and and you could see there was only a few types of throws that really worked, um, even when the wind was at our back. So. Uh, we pushed. When the wind was at our back, we were trying to play fast. When the wind was in our face, we were trying to slow down a little bit. And uh, but, yeah, I think you know those type of things when you get the ball to the perimeter created some big plays for us. Um, and there were some other ones that didn't that I thought if we had executed them better could have been better plays. Four for left. Uh, Reed from the Lancer. I want to ask a bit of a different football question about uniforms. Of course, teams across college football wear alternate uniforms in special occasions, marquee matchups, etc. Just want to get your take on uniforms. If you have any superstitions, things like that. Um, I, I mean, I like the traditional uniforms. Um, I love that part of college football. Um, I think that some of our players and recruits like to see a different style and a different uh, swag and look to the uniforms, and that's that's great. But um, I'm more of a traditionalist and, and love, um, you know, the, the look that's been um, in college football for a long time, certainly at Ohio State, you know, in, in, the, in the jerseys that we've worn. Um, but they even just across the country and all the different uniforms over the years, it's just something about that that, that I like. Uh, far left, uh, Nathan Baird, Cleveland.com. Saying that you're evaluating everything as far as the run game as it pertains to the offensive line right now, are you satisfied with the execution that's there? Do you think schematically there needs to be some shifting? Just how are you parsing that right now? Yeah, um, looking at all those things, um, I think – I mean, you know our expectation here. Our expectation is to score every time we have the ball. So, yeah, I mean, if you're <clears throat> if you're looking at it like that, no, it's not good enough, and we need to be better. Um, and you know, certainly the O line is a big part of that, but the running backs are too. The tight ends, um, the wide receivers, the quarterback, everyone's involved in the run game. So, um, <clears throat> and especially in a game like that where you know they're all down in there and everyone has to do their part to equate numbers. So, um, yeah, it's something we'll just we'll keep looking at and trying to make sure we have the right stuff in, and then. And then holding you know everybody accountable to do their job. And that's that's coaches, players, everybody. Do the conditions and or Mayan's hand play into it all? How much you could use a running back screen game against? You know, I, I think when we start to identify all those things, it looks like you know well, we're making excuses, so we can't do that. I mean, the bottom line is we got to go out there and run the football. And there's going to be you know conditions. There's going to be you know injuries, bumps and bruises. At the end of the day, you know we got to go out there and produce, and that's the bottom line. Coach, uh, Indiana, I think they've only won one Big Ten game in two years now, one in 14, I think, over the two years. Just, uh, you just played a team with kind of a similar record, and, and they didn't quit. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. They didn't back down. Just uh, what do you expect out of this team coming in and, and know that they gave you guys a really tough game here two years ago? Yeah, um, and, and I thought Fitz did a great job and his staff did a great job getting everybody going last week. A lot of respect for him and his staff. But the same thing with Tom Allen. You, I mean, you guys know how um, you know much of a competitor he is and certainly has his hands all over the defense. Um, so the same thing. They're going to come in here and fight and play really, really hard. They always have. That's um, a program with a lot of pride. He has a lot of pride. So, um, you know, we got it's a noon kick, you know, and we got to come out and, and play a little better early on in the game. I think that's, that's going to be important, and that'll be a focus this week. What you just said, starting fast, mm-hmm. three weeks in a row now, the other team maybe won the first quarter one way or the other. I don't know the points and all that, but uh, just getting off to a better start, just how, what can you do? Yeah, no, I mean, you look at the Iowa and the Penn State game, um, I felt like we created some turnovers on it. I think we actually won those first quarters maybe, you know, but we, we could have jumped on them early, and I think everyone feels that. Yeah, I feel the same way. So let's get in a rhythm early on and get going. And, um, you know, noon start, wake up fast, and, and – you know, get to clicking some pads. Uh, front row right, Austin Moore, rivals, 97.1 the fan. You know, I'm going to try to organize a lot of thoughts that I have here about the defensive line rotation. It seemed like going into Big Ten play in Wisconsin, you felt like it'd be better to pare that down. I know that Larry's long-term philosophy is to rotate and has always mm-hmm. done that. Mm-hmm. He said he wants fresh guys in the fourth quarter. And unless I'm mistaken, JT played 11 snaps out of 23 and Zach played 12 in the fourth quarter. I just... When you look at it, what are the conversations like? Are you concerned about how it's going? What's the rationale behind maybe what you're doing? Yeah, yeah. No, I, I think it's a good question. I, I think um, you know the first thing is <clears throat> we have a deep D line, so I think, I think that's the first thing. And um, like you said, the goal is to be fresh, and um, certainly at the end of games, but you know at the end of the season as well. I, I think for those guys, um, I think we were maybe in the in the um, you know, like 70s or, or late 70s, maybe 80 plays, something like that in the game. And, and I think most of those guys were into the mid to high 50s. So, you know, almost 80% of the snaps they were in there for, which is, you know, on a day like that, it's pretty good. I think some of it plays into the personnel groupings. We do change some personnel groupings with Jim. Um, you know, there's there's sub, there's big, there's sack. There's a lot of different things that come out there. So, um, you know, he's going to rotate those guys. And I, I think the overall number was good. Um, you know, maybe... Maybe one of those guys got in a rotation, you know, in the fourth quarter there. Um, but, but overall, you know, if they're on there for you know eighty to eighty-five percent of the game in a big game like that, I think those are pretty good numbers and keeps guys healthy in a in a heavy running game like that. For Mike Hall specifically, was that a product of Northwestern's heavy packages? Was is there still a pitch count for him? What, what was his workload? How was that managed? I, I think you got the right idea there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's it's all of the above. Yeah. 
Brian, I talked about the running game quite a bit. I'm going to ask specifically about the third and ones and fourth and one where you. Yeah. I understand if, if they've got nine guys in the box, you're right. not going to break eight yard runs. But to be able to get, not be able to get one or two. Yeah. When you dissected it, what did you see? Yeah, I think that's a great point because of all the things that I was disappointed with on Saturday running the football, short yardage was the one that was high on the list. Um, I mean, you know they're all going to be in there, and, and, and we've got to convert in those situations. Um, I, I think um, it was a combination of things. Um, you know, there was a, there was a, there was multiple ones. You know, that that hurt us on third down, um, but we didn't we didn't quite get the movement we wanted to, and um, you know we didn't quite you know enter the blocks the right way. Um, you know, there, you'll see a couple of them where we just were not flush on the blocks, and then there's one scheme that we probably could have done a better job with in terms of uh, doing that, but. Um, but overall, it was just, you know, they, they were down in there and we weren't getting enough movement. You know, we got to we gotta get our pads down lower. We got to fit those blocks a little bit better. And then, you know, there's a couple of times we can get them in better place. So I think, it's, again, it's not just one person, you know, that, that made, um, you know, the mistake because there was multiple ones we didn't convert on. How much was maybe the running back was only my end? You know, on one play, it looked like he could have cut back. Did he do what he was supposed to do or? On all of them, you know, I'm not going to give him a 100% grade, no, but um, I can't just sit here and say it was his fault either. You know, I mean, it's it's a little bit everybody, and, you know, that's not a good sign, you know, is when it's kind of one guy here and one guy there. Um, but that's what happened. Uh, Ryan, there's only, you know, one football, and you guys have a lot of options in the past game. You've thrown it to receivers. You're using the tight end a lot this year. But just to follow up on the screen game with the running backs, I think the backs had – 41 catches in 13 games last year. They have nine in nine games this year. Trey had 27 catches last year. Is there something in the way the defenses are playing you? I mean, usually that running back screen game is taking advantage of right their pass rush and then you hit them like that. Maybe that that kind of play doesn't make as much sense this year the way defenses are, are scheming you guys. Um, <clears throat> I, I don't know. I, I think it's a good point. I don't know if. Um... You know, I don't think it's it's a schematic thing. Yeah, I don't I don't think so. I mean, we we tried to throw a couple screens to those guys, didn't quite work out. We're still working at that to make sure that that's a weapon for us, and that's usually been good. Um, and we'll keep working at it. You know, um, I think a little bit of it too is just you know those guys have kind of been in and out a little bit this year. So I don't know if we've got the the rhythm and the chemistry that we wanted there. Um, and so hopefully we can get all, you know all these guys rolling here as as we head into these last few games. And then just overall, the, the whole thing with your offense, you have to win each Saturday, of course. If you don't win each Saturday, then you don't get to where you want to go. But when you think of, like, big-picture offense in the offseason, the last – if you guys are going to win a national title, the last three games that you're going to play are going to be indoors in Indianapolis and two warm-weather or indoor games in the playoffs. But the first 12 are here. Right. Does that require two types of thinking about offense, two types of preparation about offense that – of course, we know Saturday, Saturday, but big picture, it is two different things, is it not? Yeah, I totally agree, and, and I think it's very perceptive, and it's something that I thought a lot about in the off season. I think that's why you know you see us in some of the under center stuff in the different groupings. Um, I mean, there was a point in that game last week where I was nervous that the snap was going to go over the, the quarterback's head, you know, so we were under center a lot more. Uh, <clears throat> but that's like you said, that's playing in the Big Ten in November, so. Um, you know, again, that was a little bit of extreme, but we've tried to make some adaptions so that or adaptations to make sure that we're ready for those type of um, environments. Because then you turn around and then you're in Indy and it's wide open and, and it's you know 72 degrees and on a fast track. So 
yeah, you have to have both of those things in order to get to where you want in terms of reaching your goals. Absolutely. Thank you very much, Jerry. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of dovetailing off what Doug just asked you, but it's what I wanted to ask you all along. Mm -hmm. And you're standing on the sideline. You know, you go into that game, you know what the weather report is, the weather forecast is. But I would think you kind of, like, don't believe that it can take away everything, right? And I would think there's, like, two little guys in your head, one screaming, get in the eye formation, two tights, run the ball down their throat. The other is, but wait a minute, what about this other stuff we worked on? The conversations. Ex explain what you go through in, a, in that of just saying, no, nah, we just got to line up and run the ball down these guys' throats. What, was it a little bit like that? Yeah, you might have my, my head bugged, I think, in that game. That's, that's, exactly, that's, about, that's about exactly what it was. Um, yeah, and that was the conversation during the week. You know, you looked at the you looked at your phone and you're like, okay, 30-mile-an-hour wins, 40-mile-an-hour wins. Ah, it'll be all right. We'll be good. We'll yeah. figure it out, you know, like we always do. Well, what if it isn't? So went back. Watched um, the Patriots play the Bills uh, in the Win Bowl. Uh, went back, watched, and tried to find all the win games from the last couple of years in the NFL. Watched the Browns um, play the Raiders in 2020 up there. And it was like 30 mile an hour wins. And just tried to figure out, okay, if this happens like this, like what do we do? Um, didn't have a lot of answers <laughs> because <laughs> there wasn't a lot going on in those games. But um, yeah, I mean, I think you try to. Um, you have to. It's a real thing, but at the same time, you tell our guys, "Well, we got to go win the game. We just have to play." If you make it a bigger game, a bigger thing, then um, it becomes more of a distraction. Um, you know, I thought warming up, we were throwing and, and catching. I saw one of the punts from the other team actually go straight in the air and land on our side of the line of scrimmage. Which um, I asked the referee if the ball is punted and it lands on our side of the ball, side of the line of scrimmage, is it live? Can we pick it up? And he says, "No. If it crosses the line of scrimmage, then." and comes back, it's not. And his buddy says, no, no, it is live. So <laughs> they had that little discussion. And so I had to tell the team if that ever happened, like you pick it up and score, you know. So, like, it was just it was kind of one of those days. But um, to answer your question, yeah, there's there's a part of we just got to go do what we do because we have a really good game plan about what they do. But then all of a sudden you have to have this package over here that we kind of put together late in the week to say if it gets really extreme and you literally can't throw a forward pass, what do you get to? And, um and that's, you know, so the, the, the call sheet was like, you know. Yeah, well, that's what I want to ask you. Is running the ball uh, in those kind of conditions, but running the ball, period, it, there's a lot of attitude involved there, isn't there? As that's much right. as there is scheme. You got it. And do you, do you think your team has fallen a little bit short in that attitude aspect up till now? Third and one. Third and one. You, you, got, you got to get the first down. There's no, there's no excuse for not getting the first down. So there can be 50, 50 guys in a box. You got to go get it. You know, you got to. You got to get movement, and the extra guy you got to run him over. You got to crack block him, get it to the corner, and and convert. That's the bottom line. So yeah, if we're not converting, then yeah, we're coming up short. And final question: Second row right, Bill Landis, Ryan. Ryan, um, like, again, as you said, not, not trying to pin anything on, on just one guy, but is is there anything with Matthew Jones's foot that is hindering him from down to down, and and maybe giving him some trouble at times? I mean, he's he's um, like a lot of our guys. You know, there's a lot of things that. Um, this time of year, guys are fighting through, and he's a tough player. And um, you know, we think he gives us our best chance to to go be successful. But um, but yeah, I mean, he's like a lot of our guys that have these bumps and bruises right now that he's fighting through. And um, so yeah, I mean, it's that time of year, I guess. At that position specific, or I guess offensive line in general, when you have 
a guy, it's not like a, I don't know, a receiver you can limit his snaps if you wanted to. Like that, you need those guys to be cohesive and gel together. Does that make it more difficult when you're trying to balance? Like, can I steal this guy some rest somewhere? Um, no, I think it's a good point. I mean, I, I think you can do that in the O-line. Yeah, I think you can, you can spell some guys if, if, if we think that, you know, he needs that. You know, and that's something that usually we decide before the game, like get the you know, injury report, talk to the guy. You know, do we think that we need to, you know, put him on a pitch count? If we do, then we, then we can do that. And I think with the, with the O-line, if it's just one guy, it's not uh, the end of the world. But, again, we try to make those decisions going into the game, and we feel like based on what we see in practice every day that, you know, those five are our best five. Coach, thank you very much. All right, guys, thanks. Thank Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I think we've been doing quite well. I mean, last game wasn't a passing game, but season long, I feel like uh, the majority of our pressures have been uh, for man rush, and you know we're we're doing a good job disguising coverages, and that's to me that's what it's all about. I mean, that's when you're really playing well is when you can get the sacks and the pressures without bringing extra people. Fourth row left, Jacob Bench, the lantern. Hey, Jim, uh, we've been talking with Jim, uh, Ryan, rather, um, a few minutes ago, just about making improvements these next two games because of the big game of the year at the end of the month against Michigan. Just playing Indiana, playing against Maryland, how important is it maybe tune up or apply the concepts you want um, come that game November 26th? You know, everything, and I, and I just keep reiterating it to the team or anyone who wants to listen, everything is about habits, you know, that become uh, a lifestyle. So we want to stop every team on every possession of every game. Um, I do not believe that you can, you know, somehow call it out of existence if you haven't done it over and over again when the time comes. So we don't talk really about... um, so much. I mean, we have to talk about who we're playing in terms of game plan, but the way we play has got to be an everyday, every game thing um, where you expect to stop them, you compete to stop them on that series because when the time comes that you need it, um, that's all you'll know. Uh, third row left, Dan Hope, 11 Warriors. Jim, you gave up nine third down conversions against Northwestern, four of them were on quarterback runs. Just how do you evaluate the third down defense overall? And then you know, with the quarterback run, was that maybe something that caught you guys off guard or was something you guys need to execute better on? The, um, I think our third downs have been good, you know, throughout the year. Uh, not pleased last game. You know, um, the quarterback run is always a difficult um, component, you know, in that, in that uh, short yardage life and you know I thought we had been doing well with it but I, I we didn't have a good game with the quarterback run and then we didn't we did not have a good game on third down with the transition um, into a down you know the downfield passing um, I've had some experience with this 
when I was at Duke with playing option teams. Ba- let's face it, basically that's what last game turned into. It was like option football. Um, so when your DBs spend 80% of the game where you're telling them don't worry about covering the receiver, you know, get off and have your vision back to what's going inside because they're not throwing the ball. And then and then all of a sudden, okay, now this is third and eight. They got to throw the ball, and you need to tighten up that transition. It's a, diffi- it's a difficult transition and one that I did not do a good enough job preparing them for. So I think that's um, the couple that they made on longer yardages I attribute to that, uh, that transition. And, and uh, I got to do a better job of coaching that. Um, best thing about it is we were four for four and fourth down you know, which is like four turnovers. And in that kind of game, that's what wins you the game. But um, we certainly need to do a lot better on third down. Uh, four, second row left, uh, Nathan Baird, Cleveland.com. Maybe kind of an extension of that, but because this game <coughs> from a, from a uh, circumstances standpoint was so bizarre, how different was what you guys saw from Northwestern compared to what you were planning to see? And then, can, without giving up trade secrets, can you kind of explain like how then that adjustment gets communicated down through the line, and, and how you felt like that? Went? Yeah, I thought the the adjustments uh, went well. It was very different. They had components of what they did, but uh, when it went to strictly um, that kind of game, like I said, it becomes like option football. And then you know there are all kinds of gaps created by different formations and and um you know you're really going into a new world that we hadn't been into yet in that kind of game so you know i thought we adjusted uh well you know didn't you can give up some big plays off of that stuff you know because you're like one guy out of place and you give up a big play and um you know so i thought we hung in there communicated down you know from me to the field the adjustments got it done seven points you know, I didn't like the amount of rushing yards we gave up or the third downs that kind of extended some drives. But but what we did on fourth down and and and, uh, and seven points, pretty damn good. So uh, you know, I mean, you give the guys credit for that. That's all right. Uh, Bat Murphy, twenty four seven Sports. Just, we talked a lot early on about three linebackers and adjusting to, to the Big Ten. How do you feel like this defense has adjusted under you to? what you were doing in the last few years to Big Ten football, and I imagine you didn't see a lot of weather like that down south, as you as you might hear. How, how has that all been for you? How have you evaluated the way you changed? Good. I think uh, we've adjusted the system um, to be able to handle some things that you get in the Big Ten. Um, never good enough. I mean, there's always room for growth. We're working on it. Um, you know, taking from every every opportunity we get to get better, but uh, I think it's it's gone uh, smoothly so far. Right next door, Tony Gerben, Buckeye Huddle. Um, okay, um, Jim. Hey, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> Was that? Have you ever approached? How are you? Doing you? fantastic. Oh, Thank you. Hope you enjoy your coffee. <laughs> have you ever experienced anything like that weather? Yes. Yes. When I was at. Uh, Duke, we played Boston College. Somebody looking up in a hurricane, and we won nine to seven. Yeah. 
Tommy on you, Coach Day wasn't there, so it might have been like 16, 17. Ryan said you guys are, he, he at least went and watched a bunch of NFL games. Did you go back and watch that game to see how you, you handled it, or like, how do you prepare for that? No, I didn't go back and watch it. I mean, I I know what to do. You can't really prepare for it. Um, you just got to hunker down and fight. You know, I mean, there's just – and uh, really, you got to do what you need to do to win the game. I mean, that's the bottom line to me. Uh, Coach Day has done that well, obviously, before me and continues to do it. But – and, and I think now we're working well together. We got to—that's the situation. You got to do what you got to do to win the game. Forget about everything else. You know, yeah, I don't like the rushing stats. I don't like the third downs. Um, but we gave up seven points and we won the game. So you know what I mean? I gotta, I gotta, uh, I gotta remember that myself. Fifteen. Okay. All right. Fifteen. Sorry about that. There you go. Back row, Jeremy Birmingham, Jim, I know personnel decisions as far as. Switching off guys, or, you know, in different positions aren't necessarily what you're focused on. But in a game like that, that you knew was going to be sort of turning into an option football game, it seemed like you'd want to have the more physical corners out there. Jordan Hancock didn't play. Jair uh, Brown got in a lot, a lot earlier than I think people expected. Is there was Jordan just not ready to go, or was it a situation where he just felt like he wasn't? Gonna yeah, the him? elements, right? I mean, and by the way, Jair did good job, right? He, he, he really sat on some routes when they did start throwing the ball at the end and, and did a really nice job, knocked one away, I know. Yeah, Jordan, I mean, you got to be careful. I mean, you're the field's a mess. I mean, this, this guy's fighting his way and competing his way um, off, of, off of a significant injury. So you don't want to uh, put him in, unless you have to, really put him in that situation where he might re-injure it. Yeah, I, I really you only prepare them through experience, you know, and um, I mean, it's just a matter of like, I don't know, the, you know, the sheep recognizing the voice of the shepherd, right? It's like, okay, when I call this certain thing now. I'm asking you to change your mindset. You know, you know what I mean? The call, not calling the same call. I don't believe in that. Oh, I call this call and I call it again, but it's third and eight here. This time it's first and ten and they're running the ball, but you're using the same call and you're expecting the, the young man to make the change in his mind. Oh, situation's different. I make different calls. So now I just, you know, it's just experience. Just getting to say, okay, I'm, I made this call because I really want you to focus on they're going to throw the ball, you know, and for them to be able to click over like that into that based on, based on the call, you know, I, that's on me. I just got to do a better job of preparing them for that. But we get to learn through experience, which is good. Right next door, Spencer Holwell, Letterman Road. Jim, I think we talked to you at the end of the spring. You said that you were ahead of schedule. We talked to you again with, in training camp ahead of schedule, September ahead of schedule. How do you feel second week of November? with the big challenge coming at the end of the year 
about where you guys are right now. Yeah. I mean, I'd still say we're ahead of schedule. I mean, we have not, you know, like I've told you before, we've practiced a lot of things that we haven't used. Um, but we're, uh, uh, it's so hard to say because at the Ohio State, the expectations are so high, right? So, I mean, what really is ahead of schedule? Um, I would say for anywhere else in a first-year defense, you'd say you're way ahead of schedule. For Ohio State, you're just saying, you know, we're doing our job. You know, that's what I would say. Yeah, so we're probably we're on schedule because we're doing what we're supposed to do. You know, you can't um, – this is what we're supposed to do as a defense at Ohio State. You know, so we're on schedule. Seems like the step from being where you guys were in March to now to get to the number six defense in the country took a lot of work. How much more work did it take to go from number six to number one now that you went from number whatever you were last year to number six? Same work. Same work, you know. I you know, I think maybe that's maybe the average fan doesn't understand. Like, oh, okay, did I joke before? Like, okay, let me call that defense that gets a turnover. Okay, what's what defense was that again that produces a turnover? Or, or, you know, it's it's really the same work, the same habits. It's kind of maybe it's kind of boring, but it's like the same habits, the same ideals, the same sayings back and forth between me and the players and you're just trying to get better every day you know and and, um don't talk about how far you've come or how much farther we have to go none of that just let's just get better today second row right bill landish rival when you're playing an offense that will throw six seven offensive linemen a couple 300 pound tight ends and create all those different gaps how, how do you determine when you're going to stay in your base and try to defend that that way or, or bring on those bigger packages like we saw before linebackers? Yeah, most of the time it's – most of the time you'll go to the bigger uh, packages. Um, you try to mix in staying in the base people because you have more options out of the base, right? So you're trying to figure out, okay, are, are they really just going to keep doing – the same stuff, or they, you know, do they have something else out of it? You know, so you want to you mix in base every now and then to make them feel like they don't have you lined up. You know, that you might do something different. You know, that they just can't say, "Oh, okay, they're doing this, we're doing this, they're doing that." Um, so you mix it up. Uh, Nick, right next door, Doug Lamarice, Cleveland.com. Jim, talking about the, the third downs and the fourth downs. I guess their first drive of the second half, they had a third and one. Tommy dives over the pile, stops it, has to come out because his helmet comes off. Fourth and one, you guys stop. It looked like Tehran was really strong at the mm-hmm. point of attack up the middle. Just mm-hmm. what did you think of the execution to get that stop at that point in the game? And just how are you up in the box emotionally reacting when your defense gets a stop like that? I was, I was pleased. I mean, you know, again, I, you know, that's what we're supposed to do. And one of our sayings is, I, I say, give us an inch. They say, we'll defend it. I mean, that's that's what we're supposed to do. So there's zero emotional reaction to me up in the box, zero, you know, because it's just on to the next, next series. Okay, what did we just do there? And it worked. What might they do next time it comes up? If they know I'm doing this, what are they going to do to that? You know, so it's all the permutations in my head. So there's really no time for celebration. But I want our defense to expect to win those situations. And when you have that 
that moment I asked Tommy after the game, like, just the rules he has to come out on that fourth down. And then he's a, such an important part of this defense. You guys get the stop without him on the field. Yeah, you don't, you, you don't blink, yeah. You don't blink. You know, again, that's the uh, reaction of the leader has a, has a big effect on the team. So I don't blink. I just, okay, next guy in, make make the call, play. Expect expect success. Second row left, Stephen Means, Cleveland.com. Follow up on what Bill was asking a little bit. You were, I think, earlier this year just talking Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe it by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You really rather never come out of that base. You just kind of explain a little bit why. But whether it was early in the season when you've had some three linebacker looks or you had a four linebacker look or Michigan may make you do some other things. Can you come into the week? already planning on we might have to pull this out or is it just something like in the moment because you've already no yeah you gotta you gotta practice it you gotta you have to work on it and um yeah you you like to have some change ups off of it too you know so you're not just like i said doing the same thing when that personnel group is in there but it's definitely something you got to practice and then it becomes how much do i need to use it based on what kind of success they're having against the base because, like, you'd rather stay in base because the base gives you more options. Deep left, Justin Holbrook, WCMH. <coughs> had three quarterbacks last week. They're going back to Connors this week. How do you prepare for a team that is supposed to have one quarterback going in? He had an injury. You might throw something else at you. I mean, how do you prepare with what they do normally with the quarterback they might give you? You know, they're pretty similar. And um, one guy may run around a little bit more, but um, – I think your preparation is the same. Unless unless there's really a drastic change in what they do um, from one quarterback to the next, you try to keep it as similar as possible between the two different guys. Front row right, Austin Ward, Rivals, 97.1. Jim, I know with the volume of snaps that your defense had to play on Saturday that some rotation up front is going to be required. Part of Larry's philosophy has always been to be fresh in the fourth quarter. And so if, if that's the case and JT plays 11 out of 23 snaps and Zach plays 12, is that – are you comfortable with that amount? It seems like pretty clearly those are your two best linemen at this point. Yeah, I'm comfortable with whatever Coach Johnson does, right? I mean, he is – he's a fantastic coach, so I think he manages his players accordingly. But – I know sometimes you get we get caught up in packaging, right? Like I, I call – I mean, I think they, they had all in the 50s, you know, if I, you know, eventually at the end. But sometimes we get caught up in packaging and, and, and different calls that I make that put certain people in the game. Um, also, it's like uh, – it's a four-quarter thing, yes, but it's also a series-to-series thing. It's also in the middle of series thing, you know, so um, – it's 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 a it's a a way that uh, he keeps the guys fresh and moving and all involved. So I, I don't you know it's been successful. So um, definitely go with with how he calls it. Right next door, Justin May, Letterman Row. 
Teron Vincent, has, in a nutshell, has he been a pleasant surprise? Has he been a major surprise, the way, especially the way he's played recently, et cetera? Because obviously you had no preconceived notion right. of him when you showed up and stuff. Right. He was a five-star recruit or high four-star. Is he playing to that level now? I mean, what, what are you seeing from him? He's playing – to that level, if that I didn't even know his level. I mean that you know, like that four star and five star stuff, you know, coming in or or looking at it. But he has been um absolutely consistent since I've been here. And uh, you know, we joke all the time, he and I, about the amount of double teams he has to take on. You know what I mean? It's just not it's not very sexy, you know. Um but he does that work. Um, and he's he's been incredibly consistent with it, and uh, really a, a bonus, you know, for me to have inside, because then he'll be, you know, he he can he can do that. I don't care who you are; nobody really likes that, but he can do that. But then when we move him, he's athletic enough to make plays, you know. Yeah. Both, yeah. And one other thing, I kind of asked you about this off and on through the year, but does it do, does it do any good to complain? About holding, does it? Have you found that? Uh, I mean, there's a great video photo of uh, JT Toymolau standing up a guy a tackle on Saturday, and he's reaching with his left arm. You remember the play? But clearly, the, the right tackle's got his jersey and pulling down. I mean, uh, JT seems to have had to run a gauntlet. Maybe others don't this year, just to make plays. But have you found does it do any good to complain uh, to higher ups about that kind of situation? No, does no good to complain, and I stopped uh, complaining a long time ago, probably in my early thirties. You know, really, just you just um, yeah, you got to fight, you got to fight through it. You know, and it's uh, JT. I think gets it more because he's so athletic, and you know, linemen get out of control. Could probably call it on him every other play. You know, guys that are blocking him, but unfortunately, it's part of the game. But you know. It's an offensive world, so, you know, defensive guys kind of hobble along fighting against the rules and uphill the whole way, uphill both ways, like yeah. like my dad said when he went to school, yeah, in bad weather, uphill both ways, and they're holding you and double-teaming you, high-lowing you, but no, uh, don't complain. Don't use it as an excuse. Don't talk about it with the players, you know. Now, when they get the, they get one, I celebrate it. You know, hey, you drew a holding call. You know, everybody, you know, and that's good. But um, otherwise, we don't talk about it. It, it becomes part of the game, and uh, you got to fight through it. Got time for two more questions. Uh, front row, Joey Kaufman, Columbus Dispatch. Jim, should we visit the quarterback run at Northwestern? Um, defending those plays, is there any commonality that you faced early in the year with, with Toledo and, and, and trying to, to defend a quarterback who can move and yeah, I think there's commonalities. Yeah, you know, there's anytime you face the quarterback run, there's definitely commonalities and things that you can learn from it. Um, and it's everywhere in football and now even in the NFL. 